Welcome to the Changing Construction podcast brought to you by Mail Manager, the Outlook add-in created by Arup to help companies get control of their email. Uh, thanks to all the listeners for joining us for this episode. My name is Jacob Wardrop from Mail Manager. I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Yaku from our uh, partner in South Africa. Uh, hi, hi, Yaku. Hi, good morning, Jacob. Good morning, listeners. Um, so we've decided to put together an episode and and have someone have a chat to us about the role of project manager. So this is really for anyone uh, out there who's involved in running projects, project managers, project directors, for some kind of tips and advice for how you can kind of get ahead in today's today's world. So on that note, delighted to be joined by Cooney Nell. Uh, hi, Cooney. Hi, Jacob. It's uh, good to uh, to be here with you guys, and it's good to. Be- sort of talk to you all the way from South Africa. So just uh, kind of help uh, listeners get to know you a little bit. Uh, first of all, you know, for any first-time listeners in South Africa, um, hello. And just kind of just a little bit of introduction into kind of who, who you are and what you do. Okay, uh, Jacob, I'm currently, I call myself a professional of project management, not just a project management professional. Uh, but my background is really, I'm from the civil engineering industry, uh, did some good work also in the UK there in London. I worked there for a while and um, got some good project experience from bottom upwards, then came back to South Africa, did a bit of consulting engineering and then sort of my career trans- transits from civil engineering or engineering to more project management and then later on also academic uh, in, in its sense. So currently I'm I'm very, very involved with uh, all sorts of academic programs here in South Africa, um, from pre-grad to open programs, um, as well as consulting to organizations in the area of project management, project management on a business level strategy. Yeah, and I enjoy, I enjoy every moment of project management. I really have a passion for that. So I think that um, with all that's going on, we uh, are really in interesting, interesting times and even more so when you talk about project management. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, it just sounds like there's a there's a kind of split or a, or a dual dual life there in terms of helping the personal development of new and up and coming project managers, as well as helping um, you know as, as well as getting involved on the commercial side. That's it. Yeah. So so um, yeah. So to uh, currently to my two sort of worlds that I'm moving in is between um, you know the real life of projects and organizations and uh, and let's call it the training developing and teaching world and uh, yeah so what happened in the last two or three months in South Africa I know right, right over the world it's really really interesting to see how the world of development and training and academic academic feed almost can change from from saying listen we, we do things in a certain way and totally changing it now I've, I've sitting in a in a um, in a session, online session, obviously, in the last two weeks, and someone said that uh, we must remember that these are cha- these are really interesting times which really going to fundamentally change a way we do a lot of things. And if you talk about training and development, I can see that already happening. Say that 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 if you think about some of the some of the stuff in computing and a lot of things that we currently do was really changed or or started in, let's say, stuff like the World War I or World War II or things that happened in the past that really shook everybody. You know? so, so we're sitting in a time, we say, but isn't this, all this stuff is happening, what must I do with it? Um, but, but what I'm saying is that out of this is going to come a lot of change 
in the way we fundamentally do stuff, not just the way we, um, you know, we, we make things easier for ourselves. So there's in my life, there's two types of things that's currently happening is we've got, we've got online programs, which we, which I've, I've been involved with that for a long time, teaching online. Eh? And, um, and on the other side, you've got these not online or what do you call it? Face to face teaching, which needed to happen or to change over in a very, very short time. So the one thing that I really took out of this is that how, you know, our sub organizations can really change very, very quickly. And I know Yaku, you are involved. Uh, I think you, your slogan is actually agile, being agile. Eh? And, um, and I think if you really think about how we got, are changing things and how things are going to change going forward is that agile companies or agile organizations is really going to, going to be the ones that make it at the end of the day. So we are all, always developing. Now you take the good stuff and you leave the bad stuff. Um, and uh, the quicker you can grasp the good stuff and, and, and get in with the changing. Um, I'm involved with organizations that does training for, you know, that's their core business that um, is really in trouble at the moment because they focus on a certain way of thinking, a certain way of doing. Now, if you talk about training, it's not training, it's not just online training. Now. So you've got these great programs which give you something every week to do. Um, I think the right word will probably be synchronous and asynchronous. Now. And, uh, and uh, what's sort of an eye-opener for me is how you can still be a very active teacher or uh, someone who, who are involved with your class on an active level or a live level, but, but still online. I don't know. Is that, uh, does it make sense? Yeah. So um, I suppose evidently things are changing in terms of how people are consuming uh, this kind of content, but you're involved in working with uh, universities, colleges to, to, I yeah. suppose, get, get people kind of engaged in the, in the topic. Yeah. See, see, the, see the problem that I, um, Jacob, that I've seen is that, from a technology point of view, it's easy, it's easy to make certain decisions. Now, so you're sitting and you're saying, okay, guys, we, we can't see each other. Uh, we've got a class of 100 students. We need to still feed these guys to, to keep on developing and to keep on learning. And, um, and I remember two months, three months when, the, when this thing started happening, everybody said, thought, well, awesome, let's just jump on the, let's just jump on the, let's call it the, the online video um, online live video and audio mission eh? just to get you know so people can see you so you can teach them so you can just do but then you realize but wait a minute if you're talking about online video and mostly these i mean you know these cameras are all hd and high definition i don't know what the stuff is is that you sit with a very easily with a with the 15 to 20 minutes discussion you sit with a one gigabyte of ram now we suck uh, um, uh, data now we're sitting in South Africa where, the, where a lot of the students are working with phones no? and, and, and the data is still very expensive. So you need to be creative in terms of saying, but listen, we can't just jump on the, you know, on the video train and get everybody to teach, to teach them on video. What can we do to still feed them with information? In our case, project management, maybe construction management, maybe construction, and, uh, and still get them to, you know, to still be involved. No? It's still be involved. From the sort of academic side to going on to the role of project management at the moment, have you, do you see that changing? I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously, you know, the way we will consume information on education is changing and, and we can see a lot more sort of e-learning taking place. I mean, do you see a similar change for project managers and how they interact with their projects when it comes to, let's say, site meetings, et cetera, et cetera? So has that all changed? 
you know, so, so that's, that's now probably where it becomes easier if your client is now a two-way conversation. And I know when we talk about project management, it's way more than just two, a, a two-side conversation. But, um, but then it's, it becomes so much easier to say, well, let's start relying on the higher end of the technology because we're working with companies and organizations. Now, I've been working like that a lot where, where um, and I've been thinking about it for years. Why should I go in and see a client every day in city? It's a 30-day kilometer drive with my car. I'm sitting in traffic. I'm frustrated. Uh, uh, having a, 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 a chat on a project update meeting or something that we are busy trying to incorporate in the organization where you can just jump on, you know, on the, uh, online and have a nice little chat. So I think, I think the first level of change is, is the way we're going to stop wasting time. And I think, Yaku, it's very interesting. We had this conversation before, you know, before we started, is that these online meetings, just we, we never realized the other side of this. So everybody thinks, oh, it's great. It's awesome. We can sit. Um, it's a, it would have been a three-hour um, block out of my day to go and have a meeting with you in Stellenbosch and come back. Um, now I can do three meetings in that three hours sitting at home. So that's, that's the positive. But the negative is what we also didn't see is, don't see is that, or always see or think about is the fact that now you are, you, you just don't have, you don't see the value. You know, we didn't, we didn't used to see the value of moving around in our cars, but it's actually a value because you can just switch off. You can prepare yourself, if not physically, but mentally for the next meeting or whatever. So, so that's sort of the downside to that. But when it comes to the upside, I think that's, um, there's, there's going to be a lot of nice changes in the terms of in, in project management. Now, now, what I'm talking about project management is I'm a more fundamentalist. So I know there's lots of um, uh, methodologies and theories around project management out there. But I really think that if you really strip down all the fancy stuff about projects, you're going to sit with a basic set of rules of doing things. And project, is, project management is to get things done fundamentally. No? Now, now we we are doing this in a or we let's let's say pre-COVID now. So we are doing it in a certain way. We are project managing our projects in a certain way. Now we're saying the life that we know has changed, and there's certain constraints. For now, it's going to be constraints. Later on, the constraints are going to be lifted. But what are we going to keep with us now? So if we deal with those constraints, you say, but listen, that's the awesome thing about project management is the fact that you can now take all of these fundamental rules. So if you think about stuff like stakeholder management, communication management, all of that um, communication plan, risk plan, it's plans that you set up to help you to execute your project, which is a project definition of a project is something quite unique. Now, so what we are saying is now we are sitting in a unique situation. We can plan in a certain way, not just the project or the rollout of the project, but also the way we're going to deal with projects and the project management. So, so now you can say, and that's the beauty of it, it's a plugin, eh? it's, a, it's a platform. Project management is a platform. You can now plug in uh, your constraints into this platform and say communication. Let's just deal with communication is that we're going to have a Zoom meeting every week and not a physical meeting. Or we're going to have a, even a, a, a WhatsApp chat or a WhatsApp meeting or, or whatever, um, which, which, which is actually quite nice. We, again, I'm going to come back to that. The word we used, agile, is that is the ch we can change the system and the platform and the process so it fits to where we are. But, um, yeah, I think technology is going to be playing such a big uh, role in the way we do things forward. I mean, if I'm thinking about let's take more construction management, let's say uh, site meetings, walking around with, a, with a, on its lowest level a video recorder or a phone, 
on its high level, I mean, if you talk about maybe a bit more into distance future is, is when we talk about maybe VR, no? virtual reality stuff. And I know that ties in perfectly now again with some of the B- BIM stuff that you've been doing and been involved with uh, Yaku and so forth. So it's really, it's, a, it's interesting times that we are moving in, in terms of all of this. Interesting point there. I mean, in terms of kind of what was normal to a project manager six months ago, what do you think of a, of a kind of biggest changes, if you like, which have been, you know, which uh, people feel not, not uncomfortable with, but just, a, I suppose, a, a different from, from what, was, what was the norm six months ago from a project manager's point of view? Stepping back for a second, it's, um, it's interesting to think about what we are missing now. And, and if you say, I think we, put, we didn't put enough value on, on social interactiveness, if you want to call it, if that's even a word. No, it's, uh, it's something that we miss is to physically be closer to each other and to, and to have a chat with someone over coffee. And um, I mean, just something that I've seen is that I've got work colleagues, which I normally don't see a lot because we don't, you know, um, our work environments are just different or whatever. So, so we will, you know, after about a month or so, we will start making a plan to go and have coffee and chat and talk to each other. And it's really interesting in this sort of three months time, those, let's call it coffee dates, uh, became, um, and it's not, it's not just one, it's a few of these, let's call it colleague friends of mine, mine that, um, that we have a, let's call it a Zoom coffee break every, every week. Now, so we sit together, have a, co- have a coffee and chat with each other face to face. And what's interesting about it is it becomes more often than it used to be before this. So um, when, it, when it comes to projects and project management, I think that, that our um, simple things like interval, interval updating, and because and, 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 when we talk about project management and when, we, when I, we speak about communication, we also always talk about how important is the informal communication that you do and get from project management. And being far from each other, you would think that that might be a, the, sort of a challenge you now to say, but we are going to, I don't see, uh, Jacob, I don't see you again every time I walk, <laughs> I walk to the coffee machine to have a coffee and have a quick chat and ask you how your wife is. Right? And, then, and then out of that year, how your project is doing, which might have influence on my project. But I think when it comes to the social interactiveness is we are forced to do that in other ways. And that's sort of one of the things that I think are going to change, informal changes. And I think there's a lot of formal changes as well that's going to happen. While I'm, while I'm on this topic, I just want to also quickly have a chat around. We are talking very, we're very functional project management today. So we are talking about um, how am I interacting? How am I managing my client? How am I managing my project team? How will I communicate with them? How will I make sure that things are still happening on site if I'm not on site? But I've got quite a big passion for the higher level, strategic approach to project management. And I know there's two, there's two sides to that. The first side is making sure that you, that you execute the right projects. Now, I mean, that's the stuff that you teach, that you learn when you go to a, to a project management course or something. But I'm also very passionate about making sure that your project management strategy in the organization is in line with what you were trying to achieve in the organization. So, so that to say that project management is not just a functional role that's being played within the companies to say that, uh, let's say like accounting or finance, we need to do certain things to make sure that certain other things happen. Like we need to approach the project management method, methodology correctly so that we have successful projects. One level up, the one that says, make sure you do the right projects to support your strategy. And one level up from that is what I'm talking about, saying that 
that we need to we need to make sure that um, the way we handle our project management approach in the organization the role that it plays we talk about a strategic asset or competitive advantage through the project management systems and processes that that makes sense and i think that um, the COVID 19 and the, the situation which we are in is we need to go and revisit that again we need to go and revisit that again the same but but um are we in a better or a worse situation now to make sure that our projects are successful? And what can we do, not on a functional level to make sure that the projects roll out correctly, but what must we bring in place on a strategic level, organizational level, to see that, that we aren't left out? And, and my example, maybe again, let's talk about training example would be, if I was single-handedly focused on face-to-face -face training and I had no investment whatsoever in any other way of training or developing people, then I'm going to go down in this time. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. If you, if you think about, you know, the investment that you now currently uh, quickly need to do, take just to stay in business, it's not going to work. That means you need to fundamentally change your strategy. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of project management as well. I don't know. Am I making sense? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it's, it's a case of adapt or die in, in the yeah. current situation. So, so Kuni, just sort of back to construction project management. I mean, we, you've spoken about communication, you know, that's changed the way we do sort of meetings, etc. Are there any other challenges that you think project managers specifically in construction are facing over and above sort of a change in the way we communicate? I mean, there's a whole bunch of protocols that need to be put in place does that place an extra burden on on project managers because they need to deal with more effectively in terms of social distancing and all these sort of COVID protocols very interesting um, i remember walking walking on site after my studies when i worked in in i actually worked in king's cross jacob um, on that king's cross and pancreas big oh wow uh, and I remember walking on site and not seeing anybody <laughs> those days. Now, that was in 2003. And, and I, I mean, what I realized with the development, you are more developed than South Africa. And obviously, we've got uh, labor constraints in terms of we need, to, we need to get our people jobs. Is that where we would have maybe 10 laborers or five laborers doing one job. Or let's say on a nice big project you will, or section of the project, you will have maybe, uh, what let's say, 200 laborers. Um, you would have one guy or two guys driving a small little caterpillar or something <laughs> that's doing over the, over the lifetime of the project, that's doing the job of the 100 guys that we are using. And that was an eye-opener opener for me to see, but you don't need all these people to do the work. The problem with construction in South Africa is, number one, we, we need the jobs. We need the jobs. So we are in construction. The government are, are, are pushing construction so that our, our, our labor can get work. And it's very interesting. You know, we were in total lockdown until about uh, two or three weeks ago. And then we went into a level four. I don't know. That, that wasn't really any change for us. And now we went from level four to level three, which means we are a bit more, uh, we have a bit more freedom. Um, but like Yaku said, is that most, not most, every, every work environment has got to have certain, certain things in place. So I was, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm doing my jogging and I see guys working in the side, you know, in the sidewalk. Um, and I didn't ever realize how close laborers are actually working. And I'm talking low level laborers. I'm talking about guys on the ground now. 
So um, we are speaking about construction management. We're talking about high level stuff, but it's like you say, Yaku, is this is bringing constraints on the lowest level of what we can. Is we have to keep our people away from each other. And again, it's, it's not easy doing that with, you know, with, with laborers like that or, or with a working environment like that. Um, and sort of from a construction management point of view, we now should need to have a look at a certain way we do things. Now, I remember, not remember, my daughter actually went back to school. We all spoke about that as well, me and Yaku. She went to, back to school today after about two months, or not today, on Monday. And very interesting, one of the first things that I saw, they just sent us like a little video on how the school is now and how it's going to work. And the, like the corridors are all one way. One-way corridors, no? so, so you can't walk up and down a corridor anymore because you need to have a certain distance between each other. And, and I think, I think when, I, when I saw that, it's like, yeah, this is something really simple that they incorporated to assist with that. I think that's going to be the challenge with project managers, or not project managers, construction managers, and let's even go back site managers to say, but what things can we bring in place from a... Because the construction management environment is quite developed. No? I mean, there's, there's not a lot of refinement happening over time. I think BIM is probably the, the, the latest, biggest thing, but it's quite the civil engineering, construction management, it's, it's quite an old established knowledge area. And I think um, now we're going to need to have, be innovative and to start thinking about new ways of dealing with those sort of underground constraints that we have. That's really interesting. And I think I think lots of people will resonate completely that, that a lot of the effects and the measures put in place um, are a good thing in terms of having less people on site but obviously there you know it's it's kind of easy for easy for me and other people to say that if um, you know if they're not the ones kind of having to um, having to to distance in in a in a crowded area i mean in terms of there's been a bit of a shift and i don't know if it's a rise or if it's something which has always been present but in a bit of a kind of blame culture and a project manager is often left to try and coordinate and you know make sure everybody kind of gets on on the on the project just wondered in terms of these challenges you've mentioned and you know potentially uh, when things go wrong on a project you know how much or what can a project manager kind of realistically uh, do to to try and um to try and kind of address these so i always start when i do any whether it's a consultant session or a, or a training session or an academic session i always start on my first 20 minutes, I'm talking about the constraints of the project environments. And one of the biggest constraints of the project environment is, and not a lot of people will like that, is the people. <laughs> so it's the fact that you are working with, with a lot of different people, different environments, different functions, different backgrounds, different levels in organization, and you need to get out of them the good stuff to get the project uh, on track and, and, and to deliver a successful project. And, and that sort of leads me into the discussion of project leadership. Uh, so, so when it comes to, to these difficult constraints that we have within the project environment, we solve that mm, on the one side by saying, but, how, but I need to be a good leader. I need to be good with people to be able to manage that. Now, to, to, I'm sitting with a Yaku and I'm sitting with a Jacob. Jacob is a different kind of person than Yaku, but I need to get the same thing out of them. So I can't approach them the, the same. Um, and it's sort of that fundamental problem that you need to manage as a project leader. And that's why if you do any sort of a post-grad diploma in project management, you've got a whole, you've got a whole, uh, um, almost want to say a module on project leadership to develop, number one, how you deal with people and how you deal with yourself. So it's the two sides to it because I can't lead or, or, or manage people correctly if I don't even know what kind of a person I am or how do I react to certain situations. So important. Uh, and, and I think 
yes, like guys, I, I can't think of a better time than that or a bigger time than this where the project leader, the role of the project leader really had to come out. Because mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to sit with a let's okay let's go construction now huh? you you are managing a, a project from a project management point of view a construction site but you can't be on site or you can only be there once a month how are you going to influence your let's call it your foreman or your your a construction manager or someone to to give you the right information that you need so that you can tap that into the project plan and that is that is a, that is a very big challenge i'm from the engineering sort of background and uh, engineering we don't like the human side to it, but it's really actually you think about that projects are actually way more the softer side than the, than the processes and the systems, which is also important, but you can have these systems in place, but if you don't know how to deal with people or manage people, you're not going to be able to do that. How does a project manager balance off wanting to be liked by the wider project team and being respected because obviously you can be liked but you can also be perceived as being a weak project manager yeah, yeah. now so i could say in my class i say um definitive statement you say you can't be a good project manager if you are not good with people and then sort of the perception is if i'm good with people i'm a, I'm a push around uh, or push over it's saying but but I, I just want to please people. And you say, but no, that's not what it is. It's, uh, it, you need to be decisive, be decisive when, you, when you need to be decisive and you need to be soft when you, when you need to be soft and, um, and you need to know how to manage people. It's it's very, very difficult part of it. The good news is that you can actually develop that. Now, I mean, it's not something that you, obviously some people it comes more natural, but you can actually develop the way you manage or deal, deal with people in the project environment. So, um, yes, I mean, on the ground, it's, it's good that we talk about these sort of introduction, introduction meetings. I know in the UK we had it as well, where you, the, the whole project team come together prior to the project and we have some team building exercises to get to know each other and to understand each other. And then also, you know, to, um, almost what to say, to maintain the relationships between the different parties as you go through the project, because you tend to sort of drift apart again as you go on. But it's very important to understand each other and to know how to react, you know. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, you've worked with lots of project managers. So in your view, you know, what do you think separates the, you know, the great and the exceptional project managers from, um, from the good ones? Okay. So this is a nice question. So what I've seen is there's two camps in project management is your, is your, and, and I really don't, don't get me wrong. I'm also a very strong believer that you need to have the methodologies and there's a few of them you've got the pmi you've got the prince too it's a lot of them and and you need to have them especially as you go, go on to more the corporate environment of project management then you need to say but listen um, we can't just make things happen anymore we must teach people to do project in a certain way and that's the beauty of the methodologies that comes in what I say is that, and, and, and this is really interesting, I've got a, a B degree in, in, in engineering or a master's degree in engineering, and I've got a master's degree in business administration. And it was really funny for me in the beginning when you get to a business class and you have statistics and they say, how do you work out something? And they give you the formula and you say, okay, but where does the formula come from? And they say, don't worry, man, just use it. We need to get the information that comes out of that. Where in the engineering environment, you had to go back and you had to say, but where does the formula come from? Where they had to, we had, used to have the question in university saying, derive the formula and then use the formula. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that is the key thing about good and great project managers. Good project, great project managers 
going to know fundamentally what the systems, and I'm talking about project management now, functional project management. Where does the systems and the processes come from? Are you able to, to say, but listen, this doesn't fall nicely within the package of PMBOK or whatever, but how can I still make it work and fall back on the principles of project management rather than the, the methodology of that? So there's two things that I feel strong about the successful or a great project management is that you can fundamentally go back to the principles of project management. And then the second one, which we talked about quite a lot, is the, um, is the project leader. I think those two, those two really stand out, stand out for me in project, project management. Could you just going back to sort of reverting back to the current pandemic situation and, and if we take a look into the future um, with things going back to normal, you know, just maybe sort of in, in summary on that, on that topic, you know, what, what are the things you think that's going to stay and we're going to sort of keep doing as the things we've learned now? You know, so do you think there's a couple of things we, that has really changed and that will stick when we get back to real normal? Yeah, it's, it's again, um, Yaku, it's an interesting topic. And Cape Town, we had about a year back for about two years, maybe even more, we had a very, very bad drought. And, um, and, and we, like really bad, I think 100, uh, one in 150 years or one, one to 200 years. And, um, and it's, it's really bad while you're in it because you are surviving and you get, all this, you get all the systems and processes in place to assist you to survive the, mo- the current moment of the, let's call it in that case, we call it the drought. And then we had the same question. We said, but how, how much of this is going to stick with us? And what I've realized going out of the drought is that there's, there's, there's a lot of things. People are very funny now. I mean, we, we are very lazy and we, we like what we know. So, um, so there's going to be a lot of things that we're just going to fall back to say, but listen, this is how we always did it. Yes, we had this blimp in the, in the past. We call that the COVID, but, but it's all right. Life is normal again and we keep on going. So my prediction is that, that a lot of the stuff that we are doing and trying, we're going to just leave again and go on as normal. But then again, coming back to the drought, there's certain things that never change. There's certain, if you go through a process like that, and um, if you talk about the drought, it's small things like you, you, you don't keep the water open when you're brushing your teeth or, or you never see running water if not used specifically. Now, when we talk about project management, I think um, we are going to uh, uh, go into a place where we're going to have way less waste. Now, we're going to have way less waste in terms of we're going to realize the waste that we had in something like meetings or face-to-face discussions and stuff. So... So um, that's the one thing. And the other thing I think that also it's a good thing that's going to come out of this is trust. I know there's a lot of employers that said no, or let's let's say employees that says, listen, can't I work from home? I'm talking normal time now, not COVID. And, and, and there's always this sort of keeping back saying, mm, I, I want you to go and work from home, but I don't really trust you. And it sounds bad, but I mean, that's, that's how it is. So no, 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 no. I want you to come in every day and I want you to sit in a desk. I want to see you every day. Now suddenly government says, guys, you have to work from home if you want to work. Um, and, and I think uh, what a good thing that kind of come out of it is that you're going to say, but it's make or break thing. Now it's a, it's um, Yaku, you work for me and, and, and you can work from home, but just remember if you don't work, if I don't get anything out of you, I'm just going to get another Yaku and I'm going to use that person. So, so I think that's a one, one of the big things that's going to come, um, yeah, going to come out of all of this. 
Okay, and then in terms of, uh, you know, there'll be project managers out there at the moment. And one of the things we like to kind of summarize an episode with is really just some actionable tips. And I suppose things which you think more project managers should be doing or could be doing or some are doing. So what's your kind of advice to any any project managers out there at the moment, Cooney? Okay, um, I mean, anybody can good, give good tips, good project management tips. Uh, keep your eye on the um, on the schedule and scope creep and time and cost and all of those. But I maybe want to make it a bit more softer or maybe on a different level is that, yeah, I would say the first thing I would say is in this time, we get introverts and extroverts, obviously. Um, even if you're very introverts, um, I think you must really make the trouble to just, I, I'm just saying, virtually pop in. Send, send your team a meet, send your team a quick message saying, how are you doing? Uh, or, you know, you've got your scheduled stuff in between and you've got your reports coming back and forth, but it can, be, it can become very um, process driven. And, and I think that's the one thing that, I, that I've realized over this time is, is the humans are not made to be isolated. No, it's not, we're not made to be isolated. So um, in a very well-developed environment that we're in, uh, we, we need to be interactive with people and we need that part. And I think when I talk about leadership, when I talk about all this other stuff today is that we need to we have a connection with the people that we're working with and that's working with us. So your project team, your sponsor, your, your stakeholders, even more than ever now, I think it's important to, and I want to call it just pop in, pop in and just say, how are you doing? Um, how's things at home as well? I've got this uh, one colleague friend of mine, he will always, always start a conversation, no matter how you know what hurry he is into do, doing stuff he'll always just pop in and say listen first tell me how things at home before start digging into the detail of the of the project or the job and i think that's sort of on a softer way i would say um, that is something that that we must remember to just uh, pop in and and still remember we are working with people all the time yeah and i think that's that's really really fitting a lot lots of people uh, there's a much bigger emphasis now on the kind of softer skills if you like whereas i think in the past there's been a much bigger emphasis on the technical technical skills there's a book how to win friends and influence people which has uh, kind of been um, been very very successful in this area well um uh, yaku uh, kuni thanks very much for for coming on I look forward to kind of share, sharing the episode with with listeners out there so uh, yeah just thank you both very much for for coming on I look forward to um uh, look forward to keep keeping in touch Cooney. Well, thank you from my side thank you everybody and uh, good luck i mean uh, the nice thing about these let's call it podcasts or, or evidence that we are uh, getting together in this time is that it's going to be nice maybe i mean let's go far let's say 20 years in the future someone's gonna listen to this or hear this and they're gonna think <laughs> like wow can you can you can you imagine these guys went through this and that's it. Thank you very much, Jacob, for, for letting us talk with you and, and, yeah, and discuss this with you. No problem. For any listeners who, who, who are listening to this on Spotify or Apple, if you're able to comment, rate the episodes, we'd really, really appreciate it. It's been, it's been heartening to see the, the, kind of, uh, the, the podcast taking off and um, any support on that note is much, much appreciated. So, yeah, um, comment, rate it, uh, subscribe to it. It'd be, uh, be really appreciated. Uh, so uh, thanks, guys, and thanks, listeners.